speaks real eloquent, but uh, he's speaking the same propaganda we spoke. I'm just sitting in line, minding my own fucking business. Yeah, I've heard his message. Hello, hello, hello. It is Monday. Welcome to the Natasha Divine Show. And we have our very, very, very special guest, Mr. Jason Andrew Divine, who uh, is an author, a musician, singer, and also my husband. And Grass Cutter. <laughs> he uh, has many skills and trades. I got my. Uh... Negative of you glasses on. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. I got the black glasses. I got the white glasses. I'm sure someone will say that that's racial later. I can hear helicopters coming. Yeah, there's some Chinooks outside tonight. Flying so, taxi. First of all, for people who are not very familiar, um, we'll give you a little bit of lay down. Obviously, he plays the bass in Bleach Battalion. Mr. Jason also is the vocalist of Grave Mist. And he's here tonight to uh, discuss some politics and also tell us about his uh, new project and uh, channel that he's running called Gray Pills, correct? Um, so, well, let's just jump right into it. What, what's, what's, what's a gray pill? Could you tell the audience what the hell a gray pill is? Well, I um, see the world in gray. So, uh, these pills are gray of my own making. Uh, I uh, say uh a lot here. So uh, I guess it's a new channel. Uh, I'm unfolding it. Um, I don't really know a lot to say about it yet because it's not up yet. So it'll be unfolding. So go to it and uh, you can comment and uh, talk shit to me whatever else you want to do on that channel. I'll use Telegram for that. I also have an Instagram, one under my name and one graypills13. Those are the only sites I really use for social media. Uh, I don't use YouTube or the rest of those sites. So, but okay, you know, I, it's, it's Fight Wing Jr. I, I'm influenced by you, of course. And uh, so it'll, it'll be somewhat like that. But, you know, with the occasional music and things thrown in there that uh, you don't really find in the fight wing arena. All right. That's cool. Um, so you're using the telegram, you got a new channel. Um, I put the link to his channel uh, in the description T dot me slash great pills. Um, so if you go, into the description of this video you can just click right there and start your journey into his world so um the question that everybody wants to know are you a racist fascist neo-nazi supremacist well according to win from 
Los Angeles, who used to live in Chicago. Yeah, I guess I am. Uh, I don't agree with her, and I don't agree with her friends, and I don't like her friends, and I don't like her. So I guess I get that moniker and that tag because people like her like to harass people and say who somebody is a racist and a fascist and a sexist and a homophobe and they like to tell everybody there's nothing you can do about it i mean so really so you're not i don't have uh, anything any to defend there though. because it's stupid no it, 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 i'm i'm definitely not that political <laughs> okay um short answer so, How much um, of a religious influence is there on your political activities or interactions with people? Hmm. That's a deep question because I don't, I don't really mix my religion and my politics, I guess, because I think religion is a solemn thing that should be left for weddings and funerals and finding strength from God and things like that. And I'm not really uh, one of these people who say, well, the world's in a horrible, horrible way. And uh, we need to use the, the power and the love of, of God or gods or Jesus's and to help change it. I think uh, the last guy who tried to dictate morality to the masses uh, through force, I think that was Adolf Hitler. Uh, you, you can't tell people what to do. It's it's just not a thing, you know. I mean, people, it's it's freedom. They have a right to make their own mistakes and have no mistakes. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I mean, you can tell people what to do, but it usually doesn't end well because they don't want to listen, right? Like, you could tell them, but. Most people will resist that, and the people who do follow along with you are just going to basically run into problems with the other people who don't want to follow along. Um, well, so, it's like somebody once said to me uh, a few few days ago: um, "Everyone's the bad guy in somebody's story." So the, you can't please everybody. There's always going to be that person who who says that they don't like you for whatever reason, and you just have to learn to keep moving forward and ignore them because their hatred is all they have to offer. They don't have anything concrete or creative and they won't be remembered. The creative people will be remembered. So. I think there's definitely something to that. Um, I think a lot of the political correctness and the canceling and the woke culture and all that crap that they call it nowadays. I mean, me and you, we've been seeing that for many, many years because we used to be involved in the punk scene and underground and, and, and we've seen these type of people talking this type of rhetoric for, I think, longer than the mainstream has. Um, but I think it is an attack on creativity it's it is a, a thing that tries to put people into this easily definable box like for example well if you don't agree with all these certain narratives they're 
label you. You're a, a racist, you're a, a fascist, you're a Nazi. Things that are pretty finite definitions, but they're just going to say that you fit them, whether you fit the definitions or not, um, because they can't think outside of their their narrative box. So, like, when you're creative, I think that it's like it's like a wild card for them. Like, it's, it's too much freedom means that they can't control uh, what's being said and done and... and you, you know, I, I, think, I would, uh, they're, I would they're have fans to say, on one end, if somebody is crusading uh, against racism, I think that's pretty, that, that's a good thing. I don't think, um, I don't think that they're doing anything wrong. I mean, me, myself, right. actual I, I racism. Consider myself actual racism. Well, yeah, I mean, actual, I don't mean perceived where you think someone's doing something. I'm saying where, you know. You're, you're actually fighting racism. Of course, we, we both agree with you if you're doing that because, you know, racism is bullshit. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I think that there in 2022, there's too many people and too many opinions to continually uh, put us all into little boxes and say what somebody is based on their politics or their religious view because it, it's not always causation and correlation and all that doesn't always add up you know as much as they would like it to you know the left because they 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 have a trouble with politics they don't understand the far right they don't understand national socialism they don't understand socialism for that matter or syndicalism any they're they're they, they don't understand these terms so it's a lot easier to just be like oh so and so's a racist i don't have to deal with what they're talking about you know and Sadly, is that there's really there's like I said, there's nothing we can do about it other than endure it because it's it's like the curse of the ignorant, if you know what I mean. So it it is a massive oversimplification movement, I think, on the left nowadays. They try to, like you said, well, it's simpler for them to just say, oh, just racist, instead of to actually think about the different streams of thought that someone is presenting because not even every yeah. single position can fit under an ism right but well the guy they don't even Chicago, know the, uh, the isms there are one of the one of those activists from chicago on twitter he said well your band sucked and you're a racist and i'm like well apparently these are your opinions you know and you shouldn't go tell everybody that because it's just not, it's not true. It's your opinion. If I was racist, right. why would I be married to right. a, a black Jewish woman? I mean, that just seems like, well, what is she a masochist? Is that what you're saying? You know, it's, it's retarded. Yeah, definitely they can look, not do their own research and find out that things are the way they are. But again, I don't want to overshadow and act like I'm an edgelord who you know, we find something funny about Holocaust jokes or some other distasteful, you know, low class kind of culture stuff. I'm not into any of that. I don't know. I, I think you can get along without fucking other people over. That's what my motto is, I guess, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, while I am a free speech absolutist, like if you are into like really terrible humor uh you should be allowed to say that and then because i want to know that you're the type of trashy person who 
is like that, who says that type of stuff. So it kind of helps be like a bullshit detector. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree a hundred, but you shouldn't be able to go on social media and cause like, let's say, cast doubt on, on things like the Holocaust or, you know, school shootings. You can't say, hey, you know, that was fake when, you know, those kind of things, you, that those are worse than being racist, you know, when you're really messing up society by talking like that. And, and letting kids see you talk like that. Even this duck up here, he he wants nothing of that. Yeah, I mean, on the social media stuff, when you say social media, I feel like there's two different levels of like what you can and can't say on social media because there's like private applications of that like group chats that are among your friends and stuff i feel like you should be able to discuss whatever in that sense but um when you say like casting doubt on things about that it does get kind of sketchy because you do want to say in a sense like hey i have a moral objection to you saying these type of of distasteful shit because it's just it's it's there's ethical concerns about what you're saying but then there's the other side of it that like who controls that you know like does it is it mark zuckerberg that decides that or do do we allow the person to say whatever they want to say and then we get to just make a judgment about them because of it well should shouldn't it be a rule that if it's crossed over into propaganda where it's no longer, you know, an opinion piece or an influencer's piece. It's actually propaganda where it's saying, look, one side is better than the other. You know, like, for example, the Ukraine-Russian conflict where who, who knows what's really going on there? I mean, we're not, I'm not in Russia. I'm not in the Ukraine. I don't know. For, all, for what I see, it looks like a meat grinder, you know, so... Agreed. Agreed. What, what, you know, it's the way things look. I mean, you know, you know what I'm getting at? It's like the way things look, it, it's horrible. So, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, uh, I think it's, it, I mean, it is a struggle when we talk about the difference between allowing, allowing free speech on the internet and then also having some sort of buffer between the people and fake news, you know? It's one thing. And Operation Mockingbird. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to let your shifty uncle say shitty jokes at the dinner table, but it's another thing when he tells all the kids to come on into the, after the dinner, come on in and I want to tell you a story about how, you know, the Holocaust wasn't real. You, you know, I mean, because that's that's the problem. We don't care that he makes his jokes. We don't care that he has his opinions. But it's when he says, oh, I'm going to take this over into the kids world. And right now we're seeing a, 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 a shocking amount of children being exposed to adult culture like never before. I mean, the Internet has eliminated. Oh, yeah. Everything from and porn for porn to Nazis. Yep. So these new overlords of our of our society, the big tech, 
they keep failing us because they aren't the arbiters of fact and truth as they claim to be. They are actually confused students. And this confused behavior is spreading everywhere because of the way they've they've done things. Like, for example, how come Polish black metal can have a Wikipedia page, but I'm not allowed to have one? I know Skullcrusher never made it on the radio, but I, I've played for Neither literally black thousands metal. of people. Black metal. Well, I've played for literally thousands of people in Illinois, so it's it's even in, even in my own state, I don't get any. It's it's rigged, you know. People say, well, you know, uh, you work hard and uh, play and write music, and you'll get somewhere. No, not true. Be a Democrat be part of the mob and you'll get somewhere you don't get anywhere when you're a freedom loving individual in america yeah not not nowadays maybe maybe in the past you know that kind of goes with that same old boomer thinking that well if you just get a job you'll be able to get a house everybody has a fucking job buddy they they still can't afford houses you know and if they can they're in debt because of it so yeah, it's well, a um, I, I think it's a scam. It's a scam. Okay. Well, do you have anything else for me? Um. Do you have? Are you gonna Are you gonna challenge me? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna get get, get a little yeah. deeper here. Uh, um. Do you have any viewpoints which you uh? Expressed publicly um, that you believe are, are the reasons for them uh, shadow banning and censoring you. Like, why? Why is it okay for Nazi black metal band to have a page, um, but not you? Well, I think because I consistently uh, point people to literature, and I guess I'm, I'm a bit of a propagandist myself. Uh, when people come to me that are wrong, I do my best to try to, you know, f point them in the right direction and give them books to read and, and, and info to try to help themselves, you know. Um, the only thing I could say that would be definitely a problem for the big tech was uh, I have can. I guess you could say Confederate convictions that uh, are just unacceptable for them because, you know, uh, you got to get rid of the rebel flag, you know, so, so you know why? So nobody remembers what they did to the Indians. Spicy. Spicy. It's a lot um, more than George getting burned down we had um a guy from the south on recently uh who's saying hill and he was saying um you know he, he uh wears uh the stars and bars dixie and and he was discussing how in some areas in the south now they're trying to uh ban displays of of any type of confederate related symbology um, what, what do you have to say about, what do you think of that? Do you think that's going to last? That's going to happen? Well, Is that going to Let's, let's put it, let me put it simply in bronze age style, they lost. So 
that's what happens when you lose the war. I mean, for to a certain extent, there's a lot of this that you, there's nothing you can do. You lost the conflict when the initial conflict started in the 1800s. Uh, it you lost, so your side didn't get a chance to continue to prove anything. It's just that you were aggressors and aggressive. Because look at the Yankees now; uh, they're still up to their same tricks that they were back then. They still import European labor and European muscle to do things in America. You know, this is um, these are things that if you study history and you're reading along, you, you know what's happening and you can see it. And then there's people who say, oh, well, that's not what's happening because it's in their best interest to get you to think about how the rebels are, you know, country scum who fuck their cousins. So instead of the fact that these are people who say, I will not be governed. I will not be told what to do. I won't be, you can't come in my house. You can't tell me anything. I don't care if it means slavery or, or, or whatever I'm doing. You can't tell me nothing. And those people lost the war against the North. The North invaded them and said, oh, yeah, you know, watch this. We're going we're gonna to teach you. But they're always saying, oh, well, all these black people fought to help the Union and stuff. It's like, yes, they fought to help kill Native Americans. That is the big picture that they're not talking about. The, the Germanic influenced national socialist elements of our, of our government want to eliminate the stars and bars from view because it reminds everybody of what happened with the Indians. And they can just focus on the cousin fucking hillbilly rebels and everyone will hate them because it's all about racism and slavery, right? And it just totally whitewashed how many Indian tribes fought against them and against federal control back then so hey fuck me for knowing history right <laughs> i think that is a, a major thing that gets uh glazed over and kind of whitewashed out is the fact that the uh number one obviously the, the stars and bars flag was not the official flag of the csa right it would most people no. that know history know that but when people see that symbol they say the confederate flag and it's not really it's a confederate flag but it's not the confederate flag so so there's that too it's true but and, but, the and other also thing when is they think is, when they say that the, the war was over slavery they never think well were the indians having slaves then is that what you're saying to me right because that's you the gaslight you they, massacred they, them they so what that. do you mean how are they you know they overlook the symbology overlook the of the anti-federal government uh, sentiment related to that. And that's why yeah, yeah. it's... And, and the federal the government and says everybody the that don't like them is a racist. So, yeah. I mean, 100. it wasn't just for, for many years before we got PC and started calling everything confederate and racist and stuff. That was... When people saw that, they would say that's the rebel flag, you know, and the, and people like in Rockabilly would use it just to symbolize rebellion. So it was like a fuck the feds, fuck the government, fuck you. You know, that's kind of what the symbology. And over the time, it's gotten like warped into this thing where people see it as some sort of like racially aggressive thing, I guess. 
yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's like they didn't study history and they continue to act like the poorest part of the nation had the, the most slaves. The economy of the South couldn't even hold up that much slavery, to tell you the truth. I mean, but that's, a, that's an argument. Like I said, they lost the war, so it's not like you can continue to sit here and argue it. But the fact that they're forcing you to wear masks and watch drag queens dance in the library, I mean, you lost the Civil War. So. POV, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, all power to you. You want to be a tranny and a drag queen? That You know, hey, good luck with that. Have fun. I enjoy yourself, but the, the bottom line is that stuff's not for kids, so. All right, and uh, I wanted to uh, put you on the hotspot. I found some footage of you, and uh, I, I want you to uh, discuss this. <laughs> All right, sir, what, what do you have to say about that? Um, uh, Z. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you feel that your essentially like your civil rights have been violated by censorship in any way? Um, uh, no, because big tech told me when I came on there that they had the right to silence me and, and, and delete my content and hide me from the public and, you know, I, I consider big tech like um, Taco Bell and gas stations. And hell, I don't care that they don't play Grave Mist in the fucking McDonald's. Sorry. <laughs> not not sorry. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, these people who are on here uh, fighting to be included in the mainstream are fucking pathetic. The mainstream is the Taco Bell gas station culture of... Arizona iced tea and, and, and MSG chips. So, you know, you should be proud not to be a part of that. <laughs> um, I think what you're really talking about is the toxicity of conformity. I think uh, when we try and make everybody be the same, either through cultural coercion or government coercion um it's just always going to cause conflict because you're, there's you're telling some people they can't be themselves and then some other people are within the realm of acceptable so they can be themselves but these other people not everybody can is is a you know a, a unique snowflake and can do whatever they want as long as you agree with us and you don't step outside of this narrative. Once you step outside of this narrative, then, well, yeah, uh, fuck I you. mean, you know about and, that. And uh, like you said, they warned you, right? Battalion, where, where's the Bleach Battalion Facebook page? I could only find Brutal Attacks Facebook page. I mean, 
Yeah, well, we what, get uh, isn't that kind of yeah. clear cut? What does that show you? Yeah, well, it, the Leeds Battalion page has been uh, deleted, and then they turned it into some other type of page where it just said Leeds Battalion and had a suitcase for about five years, and we couldn't access it and edit it or put any real information. So yeah, yeah, they yeah do. imagine doing and, that to another guy's right. business. Right. Imagine if I was like a, uh, you know, a plumber or something, and, and that's the, the way that they presented your your job is that they, you have no information and and some people get to go and talk shit about you, but you don't get to put even your real links up. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Um, so when you're using these big tech sites uh, in the past, which one have you had the best experience with? like the least amount of censorship which one has fucked you over the least uh so far that's telegram because uh they let you do whatever you want they don't censor you and they let you post but the problem is with telegram is the reputation of the site is that it's got a bunch of boneheads on there so a lot of people are avoiding it i mean a lot of people go there of course but the majority of people you get a lot of really messed up people on there, you know, not, not like the other kind, you know, not, not people who are going to, who are going to debate or, or have a, a conversation in a chat. You just get these lookers who want to look at what you're doing and that's it. They don't pitch in. And the same thing goes with the other sites. I, I, I wouldn't know how they really are because I'm always shadow banned. So I don't know how, actually yeah made. how how is their culture you're not even let into it right well uh, for example mark zuckerberg has marked gravemist.com as some sort of weapons and crime or some shit so you can't even share the dot com and when i contact the GoDaddy, they just basically ignore me and say well we don't know why he's doing that and you what am i supposed to do go get a lawyer Mark, you're not fucking worth it. You're not worth the time, the effort, and the people who are a part of this gas station culture online who want to listen to the music and want to fight me to listen to it, fuck you. You can fuck off. I'll burn the masters before I let the mainstream take the damn project and turn it into these stupid bands you see on the internet now. That's not why we started music. Same thing with Skullcrusher and the other bands we were in. The message is... Fuck the government and have freedom, not anything else. So I guess that's just not popular. Yeah, well, actually, it's more popular than they want uh, you to know. That's the thing. They don't want you to see how popular that message really is. And they don't want they don't they, they don't want to see how popular it is. They don't want to accept that. Yeah, well, there's an awful lot of police officers running chats on the internet. A police officers, federal agents, CIA, um, all, all violating our, our our rights because uh, we, we're supposed to have uh, freedom from illegal search and seizure as part of our constitution. Not only is it illegal and search, thinking, and I'm thinking an illegal search, even if it's on the internet, is still an illegal search. So. We're, we're, it's we more are than having that our rights being violated, but it has a speech. contract ahead of it, so they do it. 
it's also a free speech issue. It's not uh, just that. It's because, like, if the feds are following you and spending tax dollars, ding, 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 on, on people based on something that they said on the Internet, how do you have free speech? I said something. Now, the fucking federal government is going to follow me around. That's not free speech, guys. It's not also not their job and a violation exactly. of your rights. So they shouldn't even know your name. Like, it's not their business. There's stuff they should be doing. But, you know, uh, the federal government is illegal uh, ever since the Civil War. Uh, they had no right to uh, they had no right to use aggression against the successor. There is nothing like that in the Constitution whatsoever. Once that happened, it changed the country's fa fabric forever. And today, to this day, they're still violating the Constitution, violating the sanctuary city, violating people's rights. And, you know, there just doesn't seem to be a Batman. So until he appears and starts either arresting people or tying them up with a batarang, they're going to keep doing what they do. That's too bad. <laughs> Wish there was a, a Batman out there to handle all this corruption. Well, we, we, we hoped it was Donald Trump, but, you know, I guess the toehead Batman world wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't, didn't Sorry, probably work that, out that, that way. Old 50s humor. Uh, well, soon I'm about to go into the break for a few minutes. Um, do you have anything Thank that you, you want to say? Before we end with Thank you. Thank you for letting me come on your show and say my piece. Uh, your show is probably the only place anybody can hear anything I'm saying or watch me talk. <laughs> so thank you for that. Well, thank you very much for um, taking time out of your busy schedule to appear. And... Um, and I think that we probably could go deeper into some of these topics, um, possibly I can, in a I can group come back discussion. On. I hear I live pretty close to you. True. <laughs> All right, we're going to take the break, and then we'll start taking calls after the break, folks. Future is now.
All right, I am back from the intermission and the phone lines are open so you can call if you want to 515-602-9751 that's 515 area code 602-9751 um if i said it too fast you can read it right down there going across the screen um so i hope you enjoyed um my husband's appearance today he's a very busy man so he has some things to go do uh, but do check out his uh, Telegram channel, Gray Pills, and um, we'll probably have him back on for one of the uh, group discussions that I plan to have coming up uh, somewhat soon. After I have done several of these interview type uh, format shows, I plan to bring, you know, four or five, maybe six people on and we can have some of these discussions all together. But I just kind of want to establish who these people are individually first on the show and have people on by themselves before we get into like a big everybody talking at once and you're like, who the hell is this guy, right? Um, so this Wednesday, I will have um, Oscar from the band Thought Crime on. Um, they're a pop punk, anarcho-capitalist uh, act who has also dealt with some shadow banning, censorship, and canceling type bullshit. So we'll see them on Wednesday. Uh, but for the rest of the show this evening, I wanted uh, to talk a little bit, and I know this is a huge topic to start, and I'm not going to nearly cover all of it, but I want to talk a little bit about the um, weird phenomenon um, that everything is so censored, right? You can't show anything that's unacceptable to the big tech overlords on uh, the social media stuff. And of course, like as Jason was saying, you you agreed to their little terms of service at the beginning. You know, uh, they just choose to make it a little bit mysterious so they can kind of interpret that how they want. Uh, but it, it's it's a little bit strange how everything gets censored, but yet you can have your gyrating hot pants self out there shaking your crotch in front of little kids um what the fuck what's going on with that guys why why is this a thing now now a few years ago you know during the obama days it was gay marriage everybody wanted to make it so like plenty of places already had gay marriage like california hawaii all these different uh states but they wanted to make it so that all the states had to recognize it, right? So that was like the big thing, that, that, that gay marriage. Okay, that sounds fair enough, especially to most people who are not like super hardcore religious people. They're going to be like, yeah, I think gay people should be able to have the same benefits of getting married if they're a couple. They're just, they're, they're a household, right? They're okay, now we're at the point where not only do we uh, want to show 
gay and trans, trans scooted its way up in there with gay. Uh, not, not only do we want to show that to kids that it exists at an early age, we want them to see all of it now, apparently, with the, the whole the booty shaking, the, the, the short shorts, the sexy dances, the sticking the money into the crotches, all that shit. Um, and we're going so far that we're not just accepting that people think they're transgender. And we're not just saying, hey, be yourself. That's great. Right. That's what it would seem like it was what they wanted at first. Like everybody just let your freak flag fly, right? Now it's, well, you know, the kids really have to be involved and we want to transition them to other genders and we want to teach them about uh, how to, you know, take medicines, change their gender and shit. And we've gone even beyond that. Now we're erasing actual females. That's what we're doing. We're men dressed as women are replacing females and females are feeling young females are feeling disembodied. They don't know what a woman's place in the world is anymore. And they want to become men. It's like, uh, I saw a meme. It was actually from a feminist page. And it's very interesting how, how the radical feminists are, are dealing with this issue. Um, but it was a meme from a feminist page and it had like a kind of frumpy looking girl. She's just, just a, a regular girl, cartoon girl, just sitting there kind of looking ho-hum. And it says, here, oh, your body's so disgusting. You take all these wonderful things, these products to help fix it. And it was like, you know, like leg shavers and hair dyes and uh, breast implants and, and a bustier and things to, you know, you know, all this makeup, all these things to try and, and, and make a, a woman look not like her natural self and to, to appear more beautiful to a man. And then the, she says, but I, I, I don't really want any of those things. And says, oh, well, in this case, and the same hands are trying to hand her um, hormone replacement drugs. Uh, uh, it's got a syringe. It's got a thing about a trans man and cut, cutting off the breast, you know, um, and, and that's, that's really where we're at right now. And, and I touched on this when I talked with Hussein Hill, and I think I touched on it a little bit earlier with Jason, is that if you're a little bit non-conforming, if you're creative, they want to shut that down. They go, well, you got to fit into this box. So if you're not uh, traditionally like normal looking woman we want to tell you that you should become trans or you should be a, a man or, or or at least a lesbian right you know um you, you just can't be a regular yourself you just can't be like hey this is how i am you know they want white lilies to grow on stalks of clover nowadays um but let me play this little video for you of what i've compiled and you'll see how it progresses now there are a couple screenshots in there of specifically me commenting on things that are sexually explicit burlesque type drag dancing that they're displaying for kids right um and then i show kind of how much they really are focusing on it being for kids and then we get into the dark side of it where I wanted to show you not just 
okay, these people are doing drag and it's for kids and they're trying to show trans to kids. But then let's show the dark side of what a lot of these trans guys actually believe and how sexist and misogynistic and really perverted and disgusting it really is. They essentially just hate women. And this is what we're dealing with. The gay, angry gay men who hate women are erasing women. Um, and we should show this to kids, right? We should, we should get kids into this. Check out this video, folks. Do you think exposing children to drag will result in more um, kids doing drag eventually? I think so, um, and, and I hope so. And I hope so. How do you think the event went today? I think it was amazing. I never get to like perform in front of children. Dancing for little children? You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing around for little children? Don't you think that's disgusting? Hey, get the fuck away. Hey, you can't just touch me. You don't think that's disgusting? Your mom's a bitch. Go off.
you think exposing children to drag will result in more um, kids doing drag eventually? I think so, um, and, and I hope so. And I hope so. So, what a tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive people about what sex you are, huh? We have gone from accepting people into a level of not accepting people who don't accept those people. <laughs> it, we're, we're in a dark uh, place here, folks. Some of that stuff, I mean, I have a child in the house, she's sleeping right now, but some of the stuff that was in those screenshots from those trannies, I would not even repeat out loud. And I hope you took the time to read that. Uh, you can watch in the replay and slow down on some of it if, if, if it went by too quickly. But um, rape, murder, these are what they want to do to people who don't support their narrative. If you don't know what a TERF is, when you see that in there, it says punch TERFs, rape them and all that stuff. T-E-R-F stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And that is a word that trannies use for any feminist or really any woman who supports women's rights and wants women's spaces, such as women's sports or women's washrooms, to be for women, born genetic women. Um, in my viewpoint, <clears throat> this is feminism eating itself because first of all, they went with the term feminism. They didn't go with womanism or the woman's rights movement or femaleism or, or, or anything that required it to be a genetic female. Feminism. <clears throat> From the root of the term sounds like and, and and creates in the human mind the idea that it deals with the feminine it simply deals with that which is feminine and it promotes that which is feminine meanwhile the majority of what we've known as feminists especially uh what we would call the second wave of feminists like the, the not the suffragettes but like more like the 60s and 70s uh <clears throat> more uh, Gloria Steinem era feminists. Uh, so many of them rejected traditional femininity or what they, you know, traditional gender roles, feminine, feminine gender roles for women. And what they did was they created this weird world, right? Where a feminist was stereotypically butch. A feminist was stereotypically a more masculine woman, which linguistically seems indirect, but that became the cultural norm. So then we have men who decide to pick up these uh, what were considered traditional and 
were also considered by many to be confining uh, roles for females. And now basically saying, well, I'm being more of a woman than you. I should have access to female spaces and I have a say in women's issues. And it's gotten so far to the point, as you saw in some of those screenshots, that they're even being uh, taken it to a racial level. We're saying, well, black women are tend to be more muscular, so maybe they shouldn't compete in women's athletics <clears throat> as if white is the default for women, you know, like, and they're trying to be so woke and inclusive, but yet it's just another white man telling women what to do, essentially. The majority of transgenders are white, let's be honest. It's not huge in the black community. There are plenty of black trans people, yes, and we saw BLM try to really focus on them with Black Trans Lives Matter and all that stuff. But let's be honest, the majority of transgenderism among Black people happens in the prison system. Okay? Not out on the street, not in the culture. It's not part of our culture. Okay? It's not in the hood where everybody is gay and transgender. It's just not. And if somebody is, they usually get roasted. I mean, there's not like a lot of hate crimes where they go and like beat the shit out of the, the 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 one who falls in between the gender roles, but generally they're not accepted. They're not the popular guy like it would be in in the white scene where where he's gay and all the girls love him and hang around him and oh my god and everybody you know he's popular because he's gay. It's not like that with black folks, okay? It's just not. Um, but you see that so they they you have like basically racist white dudes trying to take the place of women trying to uh you know unperson black women uh because they are receiving a lot of pushback from black women because again that trans shit don't really fly with black folks and so now we have this totally topsy-turvy thing where the most woke and the most inclusive people who are canceling everybody else are literally a bunch of fucking the most racist, the most sexist white dudes. It's fucking weird. And yet everybody that's on the right, we're being called white supremacists and shit. <laughs> Even when we're black and Jewish and Hispanic and Asian and everything else. Um, feminism is eating itself in this way and when it became intersectional in the early 2000s is when it really did itself in. Third wave feminism allowed for this trans thing to, to climb in on top of it really and uh, <clears throat> and now this trans thing is just riding it. You know, now they're saying trans inclusive feminism is the only real feminism intersectional trans inclusive feminism uh, uh trans women are women and if you don't believe that you're an, uh what they call trans misogynist meaning what all these trannies are actual misogynists but they're saying that you're trans misogynist if you don't believe that the, the male person with a penis is a woman 
some of those screenshots um, were so discomforting. And the majority of those, I mean, some of those I've actually found on like transgender sites of people just being crazy as hell. But a lot of those were ones that have been shared and reposted by uh, <clears throat> left-wing feminists. There was one screenshot in there you might have seen that was actually from the Facebook page for Marxist feminists about how trans rhetoric harms women. Uh, this must be a blue moon because I agreed with a communist on something. Uh, wow, right? Like politics made strange bedfellows in a sense. Um, but we're having a lot of interaction now between radical feminists and non-feminist traditionalist women and other types of women on the right wing. <clears throat> um, and it's an interesting discussion because we have, we're also seeing it lead over into other areas where I'm now I'm starting to see uh, pro-life liberals, pro-life feminists, uh, profiles all over the internet and people really picking up on that side to the whole concept of basically women are women and once we get so liberal that we start to erase basic stuff like that like men, women, black, white, you know, how they have transracial was a thing for a while too. We start to just act like things that we see are not there. It becomes like 1984 where we're told to ignore what's told to us by our eyes, you know? And we can see it happening. I can see the guy that looks like a guy out here pretending to be a woman. And then the uh, NCAA just named Leah Thomas is woman of the year and all these female swimmers are being canceled on the internet for saying that that's not fair and that's bullshit well guess what it's not fair and it's bullshit you can't cancel me I've already been canceled uh, It's it, she's a man baby she's a man and the erasure of women is the final stage of this bizarre Nazi game that they're playing. Uh, once they get you, you know, as a society to completely throw away male and female, they've got you to throw away everything. They can get you to do anything. All of these ideas work in tandem. Uh, you should abort your kids. You should be gay and transgender. And, you know, I, I brought it up on a recent episode how it was a little bit strange to me that 
the trans and gay people were somehow lumped in with these pro-abortion people because what if people started aborting their kids if they found there was like a gay gene or if there was proof that the kid might be transgender or something what if they started aborting them is that still gonna go are they gonna still jive with that but then after i said that you know i really thought about it and it's part of a larger anti-natalist movement and if you put it into that perspective then that's how all these intersectional things fit together it's okay if they abort their gay kids. If you're anti-natalist, you don't want there to be more gay people. You want there to be less people, period. You're totally not just regular misanthropic, but you're like micromanaging misanthropy for the universe. Like you want to literally take part in stopping the perpetuation of the human race. Some people do this for environmentalist uh sentiments so people do this because they've you know they're damaged they've been hurt by other people they were molested or raped or beat up or they dropped their fucking ice cream cone i don't know what happened to some of these people but there is an anti-natalist movement uh i've actually talked to an anti-natalist before he was a gay dude and uh his gay friend uh was a couple and wanted to adopt a kid and they were like, well, our friend is who wants to be a surrogate. And, and they were just really excited about trying to have a normal family, even though they're gay. And they're, you know, this, this dystopian doomer uh, dude who was also gay was, he says, you know, that feel when you're antinatalist, but okay. You know, it's like, he, he didn't care. He didn't want them to have kids. He doesn't want anybody to have kids. They don't want anyone to have kids. They don't want breeding to happen. They're just anti-human in the purest sense and not even in a satirical, like, oh, fuck, I hate people. You get on my nerves. Like I say that all the time, man, I just can't stand you people. You know, what is wrong with you out there? But no, this is like, like I said, like trying to literally micromanage the genocide of the human race. Like, I want to promote in every way possible the things that will destroy the reproduction. You know, so that's that's why they're doing all of this. That's why they want they wanted to force you to get fucking vaccinated. That's why they wanted to fucking uh, force you to bake the transgender cake for the, and shave the balls. You know, and let them in the washroom and everything. Everything about it works against the traditional family making babies. That's what they're against. They like fucking hate children. They hate babies. And that's probably why you run into pedophiles in these circles, in these far left and transgender circles. And then they just hold up the shield, uh, you know, or, or, or put on their, their you know, I saw I, a feminist called it something really clever that I saw the magical dress of irresponsibility. He put on his magical dress of irresponsibility. He's, oh, well, he could do whatever. He, he raped some girl. It didn't matter. He put on a dress. He's not responsible. Just like I said in that screenshot, trans people can't be rapists because rape is a power dynamic or something like that. Uh, look, if you rape somebody, you're a fucking rapist. Okay, you're a piece of shit. And it doesn't matter if you want to call it something else. Okay. I don't care 
uh, if you wore a dress, it doesn't change anything. I don't care what color you are either. I don't care about your immutable characteristics if you are being a scumbag piece of shit person. If you're a scumbag piece of shit person, I'm going to call you out on that. And there's no magical shield that you can put up and says, well, oh, it was for this reason. I have an excuse. You have no fucking excuse to be an asshole piece of shit person. I'm sorry. You don't. I'm not going to say that the government should be out there determining and enforcing, you know, who's a piece of shit or not. But I definitely can have an opinion on it. And I can definitely judge you on it. And and I will definitely say something about it because I want to protect other people from asshole piece of shit people like you. Simple as. In any case, uh, if you are in a space that is being affected by this gender woo-woo, and that's the new term for it, gender woo-woo, it's magic. If if you're being affected by gender woo-woo, I would like you to contact me because I want you on my show. Uh, if you're ex-transgender or somebody who's been canceled because of not accepting transgender or, or, or maybe a gay person who didn't approve of kids being at Pride, something that some that your voice isn't being heard in this argument because there's kind of like this one side being pushed hard. Uh, contact. You see the email right down there. Want to be on the show? Oi at leastbattalion.com. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for the evening. Thank you again to my wonderful husband, Mr. Jason Andrew Devine, for coming on the show tonight. And uh, I will see you on Wednesday. Until then, stay free. My niggas keep it 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 free.